Hello, Iron fans, and welcome back to the Iron Brew podcast, sponsored by West Green Surveying. Quite a lot to talk about this week, actually, um, even though we've only played one game in the past few weeks because of postponements and you know, various different shenanigans. Let's uh, let's get into it, gents. Today, it's Matt Ellis, Matt Blanchard, and making his Iron Brew podcast debut is Alex Cole. He may you may have seen some of his work on the Iron Brew website. He does do a bit of writing for us now again. He's very very good at that. So please, um, you know, welcome, gents. Welcome, Alex. How's it going? Thank you. Uh, appreciate you inviting me on. And happy to be on. I'm sort of working my way up through the Iron Brew Academy, going from writer to podcaster. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Brilliant. Yeah, um, we're uh, quite excited to have you on, Alex. You you, uh, you know, you speak a lot of sense for an Iron fan, you know, in these uh, very, very uh, unstable times, shall we say. Um, so, yeah, good to have you on. As I said, we've got, we've got a few bits to talk about. But I think, you know, at, at the top of the podcast today, we're just going to talk a little bit about Jimmy Dean. Um, I think on Saturday, the game against Peterborough Sports, his old club, of course, it was Jimmy's first anniversary of being the manager of the iron it's been i'm sure jimmy will admit it's it's, it's been very very uh interesting and very colorful um and you know we had a, a bit of a rough start <clears throat> but given the sort of situation the club was in pretty understandable so yeah what gents what, what do we think what do we think of of a, a year of jimmy ball yeah, I mean, he's gone quickly, to be fair. I think when he first came in, we we did have high hopes, given his record at Peterborough Sports. And yeah, I mean, it, it did get off to a bad start. But I think there were other things going on at the club at the time. And uh, the players that we had in the building just, just weren't really up to it. So it was always going to be a struggle last year. Obviously, I think everyone was disappointed how we kind of threw the towel in towards the end of the season and finished that far adrift in, in what was really... a poor league however you know you, you look at this season you can't really ask for much more I know we've not been particularly great away from home but you know we apart from Tamworth you know we, we, we kind of clear the rest of the pack a couple of games in hand over over the rest of the league uh, obviously Tamworth are having a great season and kind of exceeding all expectations you know I don't think their fans would have expected them to be flying high at the top of the league so I think we've, we've maybe run into a, a good side in Tamworth but you know apart from the away form I think at home, we, we played some really good stuff. And, you know, the record, we can't really moan, to be fair. We, we've been kind of conditioned to losing over the past four or five seasons. So it, it's been nice to yeah, get some wins on the board and, and score some goals. So I think overall, given everything that's been going on at the club, you know, it's, it's not been a, an easy time. And I think any manager really would have, would have probably struggled throughout that period to kind of uh, man management and things like that with the players to keep them sort of, playing for the club, you know, all these things going on when they weren't getting paid must have been really difficult. So I think, you know, overall, I think he's, he's done a relatively good job. I think as well, he did. he's done well to sort of change the fan opinion on him. Because if you think back to that first few months when it was really, really bad, he was struggling as well. You could tell that within the media, the comments he was making, it was obviously it wasn't going down well with fans at the time. But I think this season, now he's a chance to build his own squad pretty much from scratch when, in the summer. We could have seen more of Jimmy Ball. And he's done well to change the fan opinion. And now a lot of people now, well, 90%, 95% are on board with him. And I think we trust him to take the club forward. Yeah, I think it's a good point, Alex, actually, because kind of after we had pretty, you know, sort of poor into the season last year, I, I was critical of Jimmy on, on social media. Uh, and I think maybe a little bit unfair, because if you think about it, he's, you know, he's, he's made the transition from kind of Peterborough Sports, who are very much a kind of, you know, the, the kind of club that you'd expect at this level to come into Scunthorpe United. And, you know, we've, we've kind of got the league set up, really, and, and things like that. So it's it, it's obviously been an adjustment for Jimmy to take on the responsibility of managing a club like Scunthorpe United. And I think he's, yeah, and and, and even sort of sort of this part of this early part of the season when we were still very much in turmoil and the whole, the Hilton kind of thing was going on in the background and the uncertainty and, you know, the... the, the you know, the chance that the club was going to go extinct. And obviously, Jimmy had to go in for surgery and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's loads of factors. Um, and something else that's worth mentioning is that managers, Scunthorpe United managers, within their kind of Swan slash Hilton tenure, never really seem to get a tune out of the players 
but Jimmy did get good results early on this season. Give it, he's got a good squad to do that with. But despite the turmoil kind of coming to a head, I think he kind of he very much steered the team through that, and I think he he deserves quite a lot of credit for that. You know, whether he's the man to steer us, you know, kind of back to the football league, which very much remains to be seen. But I think given the the situation in the club kind of end of last season, this season, I think that he, he, he comes out with a lot of credit the way he's kind of, you know, steered the club through it in in a sense. And I think you can tell he's very proud to be Scunthorpe United manager. And that does come through in his interviews, you know, and, and things like that. And it, kind of early on when he was the first in the job, he's like, this is amazing. I'm, I'm Scunthorpe United manager and stuff like that. And I think that that's, there's still an element of that there at the minute when you can tell he's, he's he's very passionate about it and I think something you've got to credit Jimmy for is his teams and his players sort of 95% of the time will give everything for the shirt you know there, there's no slacking there's no kind of abdication of responsibility on the pitch which was kind of a hallmark of sort of maybe the the swan era towards the end and, and, and stuff like that. So I think that, you know, we don't see that anymore. We've got very we've got players that have been picked and they're very committed and they, they do give a hundred percent for the most part when they're on the pitch, which is, is down to Jimmy as well. So um, you know, when we're in full flow and, and Jimmy Ball's working, it's it's really nice to watch. Obviously there's some things that aren't perfect and, and as you said, Matt, the away form this season on the whole's been a bit hit and miss. However, in the last few kind of games you know, apart from the Brackley game, we've been getting points on the board away from home. So I think that's starting to turn as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? It's been crazy. No other managers, you know, in Scunthorpe history or in, in many kind of histories of clubs in, in the English football pyramid are going to have to experience what Jimmy has as a football manager. So I think, you know, fair play to him on that. And um, hopefully he is the man to take us up this season. I think one of the things for me that's that's been really good is the fact that, you know, after games and things like that, the players are now interacting with the fans a little bit more. And I think, you know, towards the end of Swan's time, it, it just didn't happen. I think there may be the odd events, and I know they went into the schools and things like that. But, you know, at the minute, we were short at Christmas, they were at the kids' party, and just things like that where previous years, um, you know, the players have been very quick to get in the cars and drive off, you know, straight after <laughs> games and, and not really interact with the fans. I think that's something that Jimmy has really kind of understood that, you know, the fans are, are a massive part of, of Scunthorpe United. And I think given what's happened, it's probably been a little bit easier with, with all the unpaid wages, the fundraiser and things like that. I think, you know, that the players really did appreciate that. And I think obviously all the, all the staff did. And uh, I think that obviously helped to bring kind of everyone closer together as well. But I think there's been a definite focus on trying to kind of get the players integrated again with the fans. Because, you know, thinking back to, uh, sort of when when Atkins was here and and um, even Lawsy to some extent, the players were in the iron bar after the game, or there was up in the exact lounge, and you know win lose or draw. And I think we've had we've interviewed players who have said they were in there and and they took a bit of stick, but you know it was it was all kind of um, something that they wanted to do. So I think that that's definitely been been a plus point. The players deserve credit for that as well because you know that they, they don't have to do that, um, but I think it's been appreciated. And I think. Um, some of the fan comments as well after you know the Christmas, the race night as well with the directors there. I think it just shows that everyone's kind of trying to um, to turn the club round sort of on and off the pitch. Not many still fighting night managers since Atkins have made a year in charge, so he's done well for that as well. Yeah, they, they seem to live charm lives, don't they? Um, but yeah, yeah that, that kind of continuity for a year is is something that we've not we're not really used to, are we? Um, and and I think at the minute the kind of the opinion of Iron fans is very much you know they support Jimmy and. At the moment, so it's 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 kind of good to see. So yeah, that's good. So that's a that's a year of Jimmy Ball. We did play at the weekend against Peterborough, um, but there was another game on the Tuesday night which didn't go ahead. I yeah, I, I feel sorry for any Iron fan who kind of travelled and and was witness to that shit show. I didn't travel. I was about to buy my uh, streaming ticket, and then somebody tweeted saying that they think the game's off. So I kind of held fire on that and saved myself a tenner, but. I know you uh, you went or you tried to go, Alex. Kind of sum that one up for us. Yeah, so, I mean, all day, obviously the storm, whatever it was, storm issue, storm, Joe, Joe whatever it was, um, was brewing and you think, man, maybe there's a chance of the game off. But as we got, we could tell, the weather wasn't too bad in Darlington around midday and into the afternoon. So we set off into the evening. We get there about 7 o'clock. Um, absolutely torrential rain. The wind's blowing all over at 90 miles an hour. So we just sort of sat in the car, get out of the car, make our way 
out the car, out the car park into the away end and got about 10 yards and the steward stopped and said, don't bother, mate, turn around and go back home because he just called it off. So um, <laughs> that, that was that was our experience with Downton away and there was a bit of back and forth, 10 minutes sort of stood, no one really knew what was going on. Steward were getting mixed messages and uh, yeah, the, the game was off at half past seven, 15 minutes before it was about to kick off. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sort okay. of unheard of, really. Um, but you could tell as soon as, as soon as we got there at seven, I sent, I sent a message to Matt saying, I think there's absolutely no chance this game's going to go ahead. Or it's either going to go ahead and it's going to get abandoned halfway through. And uh, yeah, but it sounds like if, if we'd have just left it another sort of half an hour, it, I think the pitch probably would have been playable because I think that's what the feeling was. I think Turnbull went on side not long after they the cancelled it. And uh, he said, if we'd left it in over half an hour, the pitch would have been fine. I think 80 to 90% of the pitch was playable. It was just 10% in the middle that the ref didn't like and the ref just hastily called it off. Didn't fancy it. I think it's difficult because obviously Scunny took a lot of stick for calling the Tamworth game off early. Um, and, you know, who knows the pitch. The pitch was obviously frozen. And I think, Matt, you were down there, weren't you, last week? While yeah. They looked, while they were looking at the pitch and it was clearly frozen under the covers. So... Would it have thrown out, you know, by by the weekend? I'm not too sure, to be honest, especially at the, the away end. Um, but, you know, Scunny took a lot of stick for calling that one off early. Darlington obviously wanted to give it a chance. But, you know, could that have been called off earlier? I know Gateshead, you know, just up the road, they called it off sort of mid-afternoon, which would have helped Scunny fans travel in. Because, you know, it's, it's not it's not a, a, a really long way, is it, to Darlington? But, it, you know, it's... Um, you know, if they'd have called it off at three o'clock or something like that, um, it it might have helped looking at the forecast. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like it would have been playable if they'd give it a little bit more time and just frustrating. But I think that's it. You know, it's very difficult to get it right. Who's to say Scunthorpe pitch wouldn't have been playable on the Saturday? And and you know, if Darlington had give it another half an hour, maybe that could have gone ahead as well. But I think um, at the end of the day. It's up to the referee, isn't it? And uh, apparently the referee's assessor was there as well and they both agreed um, to call it off. So, yeah, it's, it's one of them. It's obviously frustrating for the fans that, that made the trip. I looked out the window, sort of lunchtime, and I just thought, I'm not going not gonna to risk it. I just had a feeling it might be off, and especially with the forecast. And, um, yeah, it's just one of those, but unfortunate given the timing of it. And, yeah, it's just another game now that we need to get in and and play midweek and you know we've obviously got a couple of games in hand with, with Blythe that we've still got to play as well Tamworth midweek so yeah they're, they're kind of stacking up a little bit so there'll be a few Saturday Tuesdays um, in the coming weeks and I think really if you look at the the league table um, you look at kind of upcoming games that kind of run of fixtures probably will go a long way to, to kind of settle in who's going to who's going to come out and, and win the league but yeah I don't know. There's, there's not a lot you can say. I mean, it, it wasn't great weather. Um, but yeah, I just feel sorry for the ones that travelled. If we uh, follow the Tamworth fans line of thought, then Darlington found a few injuries in the afternoon and got the game off by the evening. <laughs> well, it was it was there was a bit of a meltdown, wasn't there, for the um, from the Tamworth fans on on, on Twitter regarding uh, us calling the game off. Um, but like you know, let's be honest, we only really had what one injury, and that was uh, kind of. Butterfield's concussion thing, obviously Whitehall was suspended. But yeah, I was uh, as you said, Matt, I was down at uh, I was down at the club literally as it got kind of called off and, and the pitch was kind of frozen solid and it was absolutely fucking freezing as well. It like it, it wasn't just cold, it was like really, really, really cold. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, because a lot of the pitch doesn't get sun, does it? So it makes it more difficult to kind of to thaw it out or whatever. But yeah, it, it, it's just one of those in it. I think to be fair, you know, the there was obviously advantages to us calling the Tamworth game off um, because obviously Whitehall was out and he was kind of an integral part of, you know, how Jimmy Ball works. So, you know, that they would have thought, oh, you know, Whitehall will be back when we replay him, you know, Butterfield will be back, um, you know, and stuff like that. Obviously kind of Tamworth, uh, they, they drew um, on the, I think the game after um, against Boston. At home, that they won, they won this weekend again, of course, because they just keep winning. It's unbelievable. Fair play to him, obviously, but yeah, I think that there was probably <clears throat> a little bit of a kind of a, a tactical edge to that. And I think you know, it, it's just the way it is, isn't it? We're not doing anything, anything wrong within the laws. It's like 
the pitch was not playable at the time that it was called off. Um, and as you said, at least it meant no, you know, Tamworth, no Tamworth fans had to travel. It was a real shame, though. I was looking forward to it. It was going to be, um, you know, a really good crowd and, and, and stuff like that. And I think Tamworth, you know, sold quite a lot of tickets, to be fair to him, given that they only get, like, what, like a thousand at home games and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, like, fair play to him. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, financially, I think it, we we wanted the game on. I think that was um, obviously, if you ask Jimmy, he, he would probably prefer players to be back and uh, to have a bit more of a, a squad to select from. But I'm sure if you ask the board, they would they would want it played, and um, they were looking at potentially five thousand. Are they going to get that on Tuesday? Highly unlikely. You can probably shave, I don't know, at least five six hundred off that, maybe more on Tuesday night. So I'm sure people at the board and everyone wanted the game on but i mean these things happen we've we've had it plenty of times when we've we've been you know i think sheffield sheffield united did it once didn't they called it off they had four or five players missing we were flying and and all of a sudden you know the paths around the stadium were were unsafe nothing to do with the pitch but it was it was the surrounding area and things like that and i think charlton i remember yeah, going down charlton, charlton. I was about to mention that yeah we i think we were we got to about barnet and then we, we were turned around but yeah, other teams have done it to us in the past, and and as you say, Matt, the pitch genuinely was frozen. There's yeah, you know, there's no denying it was frozen. They had the covers on. It's not like they left the covers off and been watering it all week. Um, it was <laughs> ju- just one of the things. I mean, it, it was it was freezing. I think it got down to sort of minus five, minus six locally, um, and unfortunately, those those frost covers they're not great, are they? I think they they protect it to a certain level, but. Um, when you get temperatures, it's a bit tarp, isn't it? Ultimately, you can't fight nature, so exactly so to yeah. get the game off. So, and exactly. I think just on financially as well, I think you only have to look down the club's Twitter feed every day. I seem to be seeing about the posting about refunds for Tamworth, and they're overwhelmed about how many requests again. So that just shows how much the club's going to lose out from the game being off. Yeah, they they will. But if it if it turns out to be, uh, you know, a, a shrewd tactical choice. Given the circumstances, you know that the promotion is worth more um, than one gate, isn't it? So it's 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 one of them. Like I don't, it, everything's kind of above board. There's there's nothing dodgy going on here. The Tamworth fans just kind of lost their mind because the pitch was frozen solid. So what do they want to do? You can't play on concrete, can you? So the only thing they could have done was, um, you know, I think they were hoping that we'd do a pitch inspection in the morning and and there might be a chance that it was on, but. But yeah, I think if it's frozen, it's frozen. I, I honestly don't think it would have thawed out in time. Um, I think that's just yeah, it's, it's in the shade. It was it was still cold. It was still <clears throat> sort of just above freezing, wasn't it at, at night? So yeah, mm. I, I don't think there was any chance that they could have got it on. Yeah, absolutely. I think given we're still on the topic of uh, Glanford Park or the Attis Arena, as it's now called, do we want to talk about the rap again? Um, because I've I've seen a bit more on on kind of Twitter and social about the rap. And it's obviously, you know, if if you if you're not aware, the cladding's being put up, and on the side of um, of Gonfer Park, you know, kind of cl- closest to the entrance, um, facing the road and the um, uh, and the roundabout, we've now got kind of a nice big kind of the Attis Arena signage. Um, looks a lot smarter than it did, in my opinion. That's so that's that's been done, and obviously the wrap's been removed. And I think I I had a I think I had a bit of a, a a Twitter convo with uh, an Iron fan who was a bit upset about it being removed and stuff like that. Um, and I think that I understand the sentimentality behind it, but kind of the the financial gain of being able to, you know, kind of sell the naming rights to your stadium for, for sponsorship very, very much kind of are part of the plans to make the club more sustainable. And, and that's the kind of investment from local firms and local businesses that we need. And we won't survive without that. It's, I think Michelle's been been very clear about that. We need the, the, the business community and, and the wider community in Scunthorpe and surrounding areas to, to be able to chip in and, and be able to in, invest and, you know, kind of come to games and stuff like that. Um, and I think some Iron fans probably maybe don't realise the kind of, the sort of extreme levels of, debt that the club was left in um when when Hilton when Hilton resigned if you like um he's he's obviously kind of brought on a huge wage bill um you know all this sort of stuff he he's never paid any bills he didn't pay pensions you know he, he didn't pay wages um you know he, he's writing a blank check and he knew he was never going to pay for any of it and 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 all that is now still debt incumbent on the club and that needs to be cleared and only through these 
sustainable practices of bringing on local businesses and bringing investment and, and sponsoring everything and um, you know getting the ground sponsored can we survive and move forward as a club and I think that one time fans realize the kind of the actual extreme level of that I, I mean I've not being kind of privy to the sheets and stuff like that. But um, Matt, I think you, you probably know a little bit more about it, but um, you, you'll agree with me that, the you know, we were kind of, we are, or we have been recently under quite crippling debt and these kind of sponsorships help to keep the club alive. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And I think Michelle, yeah, the board didn't hide from the amount of debt. It was, it was over a million, wasn't it? I think they said that in one of the statements. Yeah. Um, and yeah, things like this. I understand, obviously, the, the rap. You know, we, we mentioned it last time really good memories on there but you know unfortunately the, the club are in a position where they need to raise as much money as possible the sponsorship deal although i don't know the exact amount that the artists have paid it's a considerable amount of money you know we're not talking a couple of thousand they've, they've paid a hell of a lot of money into the club and you know the only reason they want to do that they want to give back to, to the town and, and they want to help um not just support the club but, but help the club survive and that was that was part of it, you know. Um, they've they they obviously want the branding up there, absolutely fine. I think obviously the new cladding they've put up looks looks fine. Um, it's it's replaced some of the old stuff. It's, it's been placed on top of some of the old stuff, which was obviously looking a bit uh, dated. Um, and I know you know it's very difficult to make sort of that that kind of uh, cladding look good. You know what can you do really? I mean it's. People are saying it looks bland, but at the end of the day, there's not a massive amount you can do. And I think it looks a lot smarter when you're driving in now. I think it looks good. Um, they're going to go across the top of the iron bar next, I believe, at some stage. Obviously, they've got to finance it. And I think there are some local businesses and, and people that have been helping out to kind of get that corner done. Obviously, if they can go across the top of the iron bar and, and round kind of the, the right-hand side of, of the Donny Road end, uh, I think that, that kind of tidies it up obviously there's still a lot more to do and i'm sure if there was a bottomless bit of money you know i'm sure they would do it all unfortunately it's it's not a massive priority at the minute but at least it tidies that part of the ground up um and it it brings the funds in i mean that's ultimately that's that's the main thing and i think anyone i've seen some ridiculous comments really this week on facebook and and various, you know, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But I've seen, seen some ridiculous comments, you know, bragging that um, that they sponsored the stadium and things. Like, what a load of nonsense, you know. Every every sponsorship deals like that. Every every club tries to get naming rights because you know it's another income stream for the club. And you know, the fans really, we should we should be grateful that we've got people like Joe that that are willing to put in a massive amount of money, you know, to to help the club survive because that's ultimately what he's done and um you know if, if it means there's a we're, we're bringing down the rap that was obviously old and dated and you know he probably needed replacing anyway to put a sign up i'm really not bothered i think that's you know people have got to remember that not long ago we were looking at you know no football club so um yeah no issues from from my side and yeah. i think once they get a little bit more of it done i think he, he's going to look a lot smarter than it does at the moment but again it's it's just finding the time, finding the money to do it. Uh, but I'm sure, um, you know, it's on a long list of things that, that they're hoping to do. And, um, you know, if it all comes to fruition, then I think, you know, it'll be it'll be a bit nicer down there. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just a massive fuss over nothing. And it's just moaning for moaning's sake. I mean, how many times do we sit and stare at the ground anyway? I mean, we're inside the ground watching the football. That's what it looks like on the outside. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I think it's... It's just one of the. There's not a lot you can do with it. I know you could probably paint it and, and things like that, but at the end of the day, I'd, yeah, I think it's just it's pointless. I think it, it looks fine as it is. Yeah, it's 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 a standard football league ground. It's a, it's a tin can, isn't it? That's got a pitch in it. It's, it. You know, it's it's our tin can though, isn't it? And I think that's the main thing. And the, you know, as as you said, Alex, you, you don't you don't really give a shit what the outside of the ground looks like when you're watching what's going on in the pitch. And I think. They'd have a lot more to moan about if we weren't sort of second in the league and challenging for promotion, don't we? If if Joe wants to stick his face on the outside of the ground for some extra money, he can do that. <laughs> can for me, to be fair, you know. <laughs> Getting one of them uh, blue fuzzy hats as well. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. You know, the, the fact that businesses and, and people are willing to invest this kind of money in Scunthorpe United to help keep it alive is the absolute main point here um, and, and we need to be thankful for that because they are part of kind of you know the mechanism the part of the cogs that are keeping the club moving and I think that they 
of course, they need to be commended for that. And, you know, I, I don't give a shit what Gondor Park is called. If it's called the Ice Arena, if it's called the Sands Venue, if it's called, I don't know. The Day Hilton <laughs> Arena. Exactly, you know. <laughs> yeah, the Hilton Arena. You know, it, it makes no real makes no real difference. They pay their money. They, they, they get the sign on the outside. That seems like a good exchange to me. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, we have had a game. Uh, we've not talked about it yet. We're about, what, 20 minutes into this? Maybe half an hour. We still haven't talked about any real football yet. So we uh, played Peterborough Sports on um, on Saturday. 1-0 win. <clears throat> so, you know, our away form has, has been kind of something that's been kind of, uh, you know, spoken about a lot by fans. It's not been great. But, you know, in in the past few away games, barring the Brackley game, we've, we've been kind of turning around some kind of positive away results. You know, obviously we, we beat, uh, we beat Farsley, um, we absolutely hammered Hereford, you know, we got a point at Buxton, um, and, and you know, obviously, <clears throat> we we beat Peterborough as well. Yeah, of course, yeah, so it, it's looking better, um, you know, any win, any clean sheet, one nil away from home is still decent, you know, even if the performance was shit, you know, it's about getting three points on the board, you know, because obviously if we had lost against Peterborough um, at the weekend, you know, you're looking at kind of an insurmountable lead against Hamlet, but we're very much in touch with the game coming up on Tuesday and two games in hand. So everything is kind of, you know, where we can control it. So, um, you know, what what did you um, what did you guys think about the performance? I mean, I don't think it was shit, as I've seen that sometimes described. I think the pitch was, although it looked great, it was very, very difficult to play and it was bobbly all over. Peter didn't offer much. We managed the game really well after taking the goal. Robert took his goal really well. And we sort of very limited them to very, very little really throughout the game. I think the only chance they really had was in the first five minutes when Pitt Simmons was caught out. He went to put it out for throw and didn't get back to his goal in time and they all cleared it off the line. But apart from that, I don't remember feeling worried or concerned that they might score. Yeah, to be fair, I agree with that. I think we, we managed it really well. I mean, it was it was a bit scrappy. I think first half in particular, we were really sloppy on the ball. I think Ogle gave, gave it away quite a few times early on. Um, I don't know, we just we just seemed to panic a little bit in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. I think uh, with the Fitzsimmons, obviously, he got caught out a little bit. And, um, you know, I wish he wouldn't do that because he's obviously carrying a bit of an injury as well. I think it's it's pretty obvious he's carrying an injury. I know he went down the last home game, didn't he, for some treatment. And he was struggling a bit again yesterday, hobbling round. And when you're kind of 40 yards out of your goal and you've got to try and make your way back, you, you, yeah, it's difficult. Um, you didn't really need to race out that far uh, at that time. But, you know, is what it is. He's usually quite quick off his line and he normally gets there, to be fair. And, and yeah, it was just unfortunate. But yeah, I think overall, I, I think their striker, big lad, went off quite early with a bit of a head injury. He didn't look particularly happy to be going off. I, I, really, I'm not sure why he yeah, did. I know. a bit odd, to be honest. Yeah. because really sure why he actually went off. Yeah, because they, they seem to have the sub ready and he, he wasn't keen to go off. But um, yeah, I think the, the physio had obviously made the call and, and he went off. And I think yeah. To be fair, he was he was quite a handful. I think he won one header. I think he just put it wide. Uh, well, actually, it was the one where he got injured. Um, you know, it was dangerous ball in, and and it was a decent effort attacking the ball. And I think you know he was, he was causing Evans a few problems. But I think after that, once he went off, um, they didn't really have much up front. Although I thought they were decent. You know, they, they moved the ball relatively well, played some decent football on that pitch uh, without really causing too many issues and, and forcing. Any any real chances? I know they it bobbled around a few times, but but nothing real clear cut. So I think yeah, you're right. I think we managed it pretty well. Uh, obviously, we got the goal, um, and I think second half when Butterfield came on, I think we found a bit more space, and it was a shame. Yeah. I mean, we had a few chances in the second half. We had at least yeah, it looked like more that sorry, it looked like more we was going to score the next goal before they did. I think yeah. we were the ones pushing. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think when when Butterfield came on, Wilson got into it a bit more. I think he, you know his end product was a little bit poor. Uh, obviously, Elliot could have had a couple again, and and poor finishing, I yeah. would say. And Scales had a couple as well. So I think we had the chances to kind of maybe maybe win it a bit more convincingly. But at the end of the day, I think you know at the end we were we were quite happy taking it into the corners and, and seeing the game out. And um, yeah, something by stand up for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you take you, you take the one nil and, and you move on. It's a bit scrappy, but yeah, it was important we got the win given Tamworth 
got their win as well. And as you say, Matt, we can only control what, what we're doing at the moment. And yeah, we just need to kind of keep up with them. Obviously, Tuesday is the big one, but um, but it was important we won that one yesterday to keep in touch. I think just quickly as well, obviously the only negative was Al Roberts going off injured. I think it's just a bit of a weird one, when it's about half an hour in, it was just bouncing around, he just went through it and off goes his hamstring. It's a bit straight away, didn't he? And you could see straight away that he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. obviously really disappointing after doing this. So, watch at the start of the season with the ankle injury. Obviously, it's been signed a big reputation, did very well at Notts County in the division above. You assume he'd be one of our highest paid players. Obviously, we knew that he struggled with injuries at both at County and then when he went to Aberdeen. We've obviously took a bit of a risk signing him, and it's just obviously massively disappointing and frustrating for the boy. Nothing he can do. It's just one of them things, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, at the early part of the season, you were, you were worried he wasn't going to play at all. Uh, you know, kind of um, picking up these injuries, and he's obviously come back, and he's he just got back fit. Really, I think he would just kind of find a bit of form. I think that Boston game, obviously, first half he was unplayable. That was, that was the best we've seen him, and you know, he's been popping up with a few goals here and there as well. And I think we're going to miss him. And I think that, that's just you know, he's one of our better players. You look at kind of what we've got. At the moment, obviously Wilson came back in there yesterday. We're short of options now, and I think it could be it could be time that um, Dion comes back. And again, it's difficult because obviously with the finances and things like that, they're trying to juggle it at the moment. Uh, Pew's come back, so now you know you, you've took on another wage there because I think Hereford were were paying at least some of his wages, um, if not all. So you know we've brought him back. That's another couple of grand a month, and then you know there's there's mm potential to bring Dion back. I think we're gonna to have to. I think that's I think that's another option. Yeah. You know, we, we we can't sign anyone. We've obviously lost Smith, which was a big blow. I would imagine Robert he's not gonna be it's not gonna be a couple of weeks. Is it anytime soon, is it? Nah. I think I think you're looking at probably four to six weeks if that's if it's a if it's a it's, relatively it's just pull. Obviously yeah. with the sin with Beasting. Obviously I think he ended up tearing his arm in the end and missed what they missed four months. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So best case, you know, I don't think we're going to see him again for another month or so. Maybe we can try and get him back for the running. I think that's what we're going to try and save him for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Dion coming back now is, is a bit of a no-brainer, really. Um, uh, just hopefully that they can they can get the finances sorted and, and they can they can do something. Because I think now, you know, we, we are very short out wide. I guess Elliot could play out there if if needed. And actually, that, that might suit us a little bit better at the moment. Uh, with Whitehall coming back, um, so that's probably an option that they can look at. And I know he's he's done okay out there on a couple of occasions when he's played. So um, yeah, it's something Jimmy will probably be thinking about. I think when Dion and Jimmy was asked yesterday, um, I think he gave it a maybe when Ollie said that you're going to try and bring him back. So sounds like he's some obviously be seriously considered going into tomorrow and then Tuesday. And it sounds yeah, like he's done really well at Peterborough. So he's obviously going to come back in good form. I think I seen a tweet from a Scarborough fan last week. Saying that Semifos is one of the better players that he's seen at Scarborough this season. So yeah, he's been playing, hasn't he? Regular, and he's he's been popping up with a few goals as well. I think I'm sure, sort of like early part of the season, wasn't he injured? Did yeah, he have an injury? He, he, well, it sort of rolled over from last season. I think I think he injured his ankle last year. Oh, I think he had yeah. something really bad on his ankle, and they decided not to operate on it. Not until pre-season, they thought it'd be all right. But he come back pre-season. I think he just broke down. I think he ended up having an ankle operation. So he ended up missing okay. the start of the season, which pushed him out of favour. And that's why he ended up going out on now. Obviously, Jimmy said, I think, yesterday as well, that they missed Dion yesterday. And you could tell as well that they missed him. They did miss that final bit of quality that a player like him can be used. So I think it's more unlikely that he will end up coming back. Yeah, I, I like him, actually. From what I saw um, in, in bits, he's, he's he looked pretty good. And that was when he was just coming back from fitness. And this is one of the... The kind of things, isn't it? You send these players out on loan; they're going to be first teamers in this league. You know, obviously, Pew got he's obviously he's got his match fitness. He's been, you know, he's been scoring. He's been getting man, man of the match performances for for Hereford. We we bring him back in, um, and Dion again. He's been one of the better players at Peterborough Sports, and he's coming back in fully fit and firing, isn't he? So it's it's kind of it's good to be able to bring players in in, in that kind of state. Um, so I'm, I just I'm not sure if they'll if they'll do it kind of early this week or maybe wait another week and just let them get maybe another game or a more, um, another couple of games because we know Elliot's fully fit and <clears throat> he's been playing um you know and he he kind of started the season off in the channel on the left didn't he so we know he can do it and he's got a bit of pace and I think he he actually I know it's probably not his preferred position 
Um, but I quite like Elliot out there now. Now Whitehall's going to be back, and you know you pretty much guarantee White, uh, Whitehall's going to start on Tuesday. So it'd be interesting to see um, how how Jimmy how Jimmy plays it because obviously we know we know Beeston can play on the left if, if needs be, and Jimmy does like him out there. Um, so we we do have options, and 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 given that obviously Law's kind of injured as well, isn't he? So I think that kind of plays into it. If, if Law was fit, I think I think kind of Dion on stay with where he is. But I think you're probably right. He's probably yeah. going to be back in the next, if not imminently, maybe in the next week or so. Um, but it'd be good to see him. He's quite an exciting player, you know. I like watching him. Um, so be be good to see him back. Um, but you know, again, it's not ideal having a few injuries when we're, you know, Saturday, Tuesday. Um, we need everybody fit. Um, let's just hope that Roberts' injury isn't as bad as it looks. Because sometimes it, it does happen like that. You know, maybe he was yeah. a little bit cautious. Um, but we'll have to see. I think I think with uh, Dion, the only thing is whether there's a clause in there that they can bring him back, or whether it's you know a certain time frame they've got to wait. I don't know. I know Pew. I has... It's just twenty four hours in it. I think that's where it was with Pew and Everford. Yeah, we called him last Monday, and then he was ready for Tuesday night. Yeah, so if it's the same as Pew, then then it should be okay. But I don't know. You don't know the kind of the terms yeah. of the deals that, that they sign, but. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's probably needs must now, and I think as you say, Matt, he's shown glimpses. I think he's, he's had a couple of decent you know, sub appearances when there was one night game when when him and Elliot came on and, and they, they linked up really well and they looked quite good. Uh, and then you know, yeah, the Darlow game, I think. Yeah, I think it probably was, and I think then he played the Curzon game and he just didn't quite get into it. I think he was he started that game. He just he was poor that day, to be fair. But you know they they all were. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's probably needs most. But um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I think yeah. we still have options, but it's yeah, it, it's not ideal. And I think to be honest, things haven't particularly been going our way for the last few weeks with injuries and things like. That. Obviously, we had the Whitehall red card, which you know their blokes overturned. Whitehall isn't. <laughs> we've had Roberts. You know, we've had a few of these where you know it's it's not quite going our way. So yeah, hopefully we, we get a bit of luck on the injury front soon because, like you say, with Laura as well, he's really been in and out with injuries. He's not really had a big, well, a long run inside. He's, he's had a few niggling injuries this season. So um, yeah, it's it's a shame, and I think this is the kind of time now where we have kind of got a couple of games midweek where we need as many players as we can um, fully fit, and it's just not the case at the moment. So yeah, it's not the end of the world. We, we've still got some good players, but I think. It's starting to show a little bit that that we're thin, um, especially sort of out wide. I think definitely, definitely. But yeah, I think with with Butterfield coming back now from injury, um, and that was another one with Butterfield with the you know the it was a, a strange one that one with the concussion or whatever. So yeah, I think I think we've got some players coming back, but but obviously we still are a bit short. Yeah, and obviously we've we've had a couple of weeks off, haven't we, prior to the Peterborough game, which means that some of these players, you know, the whole squad, other than the injuries, should be, you know, decently rested, I'd say. You know, obviously Whitehall's a big player for us. He's he's had a few weeks out, and obviously Butterfield has as well. So you're getting a Butterfield who was fully fit anyway, but of course the concussion, no kind of damage to his um, football appendages, if you like. He's, He's coming back fully fit. Um, you know, and well rested as well. So that's that's good to see. And I think because we've not played at Garfield Park for a few weeks, the grass might have grown a little bit. You know, I know it's been very cold, but the surface will have improved. And I know the club were doing some work to the surface. Um, I think it was last week. So um, you know, I think that that kind of bodes well against the Tamworth team. You know, they are quite physical and they are quite direct. They do play some football. That you know, um, so it'd be interesting to see what we go with. Um, Given given all that in the mix, it's it's um, you know anybody's best guess what kind of Jimmy's going to decide on on Tuesday. But you know as long as he gets it right, nobody really cares. And I think we're, we're talking Tamworth. Um, we're talking Tamworth now, and we, we've had a, a few questions about um, kind of talking about the run in um, with Tamworth because you know their, their form has been absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know they they kind of won seven in a row. What I think they've won eight out of the last nine. Um, with a, a nil-nil draw at home to Boston, I believe. Obviously, they beat Spennymore two-nil with two of the softest goals you'll ever see on uh, on Saturday. <laughs> you know, have a look. Shocking, shocking. But anyway, um, hopefully we're not as charitable on Tuesday. But um, you know, Tamworth very much deserve to be where they are. Their, their form has been unbelievable. And let's not forget, Tamworth were promoted last season to this league. Um, so it's uh, it's some feat, isn't it? But they've 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 lost one of their best players, their centre midfielder. I think it's Jamie. Jealous if I get his yeah, uh, name right. Went to 
gone to Walsall for some money. So again, he's one of their best players. And and they he'd obviously drew at home to Boston. Boston not a bad side. We obviously lost to Boston at home, but um no, sorry, drew to all. My mistake. Um it felt like a loss because it was so late on. But um yeah. you know, so I think Tamworth very it absolute kind of come out of nowhere really. Um obviously we beat him on the first first game of the season. Um and I think we let let's look at the run in then because I think this is going to determine who goes up. Obviously it is, but you know, the idea is that Tamworth have got some softer games. Sorry, we've got the softer games towards the end of the season and, and we've very much had the harder games recently. So Tamworth's running is, um, I'm just going to list them off here. Obviously, we play them on Tuesday. Then they're away to our front and on Saturday, home to Farsley, away to Hereford, away to Chorley, at home to Curzon, at home to Blythe, away to Scarborough, away to Gloucester, at home to Chester, away to Kingsland, at home Bishop Stortford, away to Brackley, at home to Warrington, at home to South Shield, and away at Banbury for the final game of the season. Now, in comparison, our run-in is at home to Rushall, away to Blythe, at home to Curzon, away to Scarborough, away to South Shields, at home to Alfreton, at home to Chester, away to Bishop Stortford, away to Spennymoor, home to Banbury, away to Warrington, at home to Kingsland, away to Southport, home to Hereford, home to Blythe, and away at Gloucester. So you can see the thinking there. It does see that seem to be that our running is favourable, but you know at the end of the day we've got to turn up and beat every team that's in front of us if if we're serious about our promotion credentials. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you look at some of their fixtures; they've got quite a few of the top sort of seven, eight away from home. They've got just quickly. They've got five of the in the next six, five of them in the top half. So yeah, and I think we you could um, see you could see the gap shortening in the next six games. To be honest. Yeah, and I think we we've played some of those sort of in the last sort of five or six games. Um, I think with they've got a couple coming up that are quite tricky. I think Alfreton. I know they're just outside the playoffs at the minute, but that's a really difficult place to go. They win more often than not at home, don't they? Alfreton. They they seem to win a lot of the home games. Um, so that, yeah, they, they've got a tricky kind of run coming up. I think obviously Tuesday. I think they're probably going to come on on Tuesday and and hope you know, but probably make it. Difficult for us. I think yeah. that you know they, they won't want to lose it, but I think they'd take a draw. And I think you know if, if they, I'm not saying they're going to come and sit back, but I do think they'll make it difficult because they'll know that we we do or we we have struggled to break teams down that have done that. So I think you know it, it makes sense for them that they've got the cushion. Um, you know they, they just don't want to lose the game. But I think after that, you know we we've got a, a decent decent enough running. I think obviously you know, there's a, there's a lot of football to be played. I think Jimmy said yesterday, looking at it, did he say he wanted to win 14 or 15 of, of the remaining yeah. game? It's, I know we can do it. I mean, when you look at it, and I, you've got to remember, you know, we've we won a lot of games already this season. We've won 17, haven't we? But it does seem quite a lot. And I know you can get on a run and, and in the end, I'm thinking sort of promotion season's gone by. They just kind of, you just eventually kind of get on a run and they're just ticking off and, and you just want one win after the other. It's certainly going to be interesting, but I do think it's going to go right down to sort of the last couple of games. I think we will claw that back. Um, you know, we've got a couple of games in hand anyway. We've obviously got to go and do the business in those games. But I think, you know, if if we want to win the league, then, then we've got to go to these places, Blythe, and, you know, get a result in Darlington, obviously, and get a result, which, you know, we're more than capable of doing. So I think, yeah, definitely, if you look on paper, they, they've probably got the harder running. But I think, you know, there's there's some other teams that, that are going to have a big say in it. We've obviously got to play some of that some of that top seven as well. You know, we've got to play pretty much all of them, haven't we, I think, apart from Brackley um, again. So, um, you know, we because we're at home with quite a few of those, you'd, you'd expect us, you know, we've beaten a lot of the, the best sides. Or, you know, as as and when we faced them, they've been up, at, up near the top of the table. Uh, we, we've turned most of them over at home. So, we we should be okay, but I think um, yeah, it's definitely going to come down to the wire, and I think it's, it's going to be quite exciting, really. But again, I mean, the, the the pressure's off them a little bit, I think, because they never, or you know, the fans didn't really expect them to be where they are. Um, maybe if you ask the manager and, and the players, he, he thought they might have a good chance, but I think um, the pressure's really on us um, chasing them, and I think I just hope that that we can handle it. But I think yesterday was a good marker because we needed to win that game. Obviously, scrappy game, and and we we get the one nil, and you know we're going to have to do that a few more times before the end of the season, I'm sure. I think as well, even though we have proven that we can win a lot of games this season, it's much easier to win games in September, October, November than it is March, April time. 
And even though on paper you'd say we have the easier running, although it is that was I think we've still got all the bottom six to play, they're fighting to stay up. So they're gonna fight and scrap for every single point available. And then when they play also be fighting and scrapping for that points to try and stay up. So I think every game's gonna be difficult. I think looking at it and go, well, we've got an easy run in. I think it's just going to be can we handle it and can we win the game to uh, get the job done. Yeah, I think they've kind of <clears throat> the other factor is that we're currently under transfer embargo, and I think that if we weren't times like now that we've just had a few injuries, we'd be looking at strengthening. So you've obviously in this league you can sign players <clears throat> any time of the year, think, <laughs> and also isn't there a cut off in the national league anyway? Is, is it about March time? Yeah, sure. nice. I, I don't know. Is it the first Thursday in March? It might be the last one. Sure you might be right. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's some sort of deadline. Yeah, I think it's later, isn't it? Then, then uh, obviously every, everyone else. But there, is, I think there definitely is when it comes. I think it must be sometime in March. But I think last year we were signing players pretty late, um, and obviously mm. a few players left, and they went once they come into the club, um, they they left pretty soon after. So, um, but I, yeah, I, I think. Um, and he's sent for Alfredson, hasn't he? I saw yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, I think he was in team of the week this week. in the last minute. I think he, he probably fits their kind of style of play, to be honest. I think yeah, he, they, he did quite well there. Uh, but just on the, the embargo, I think obviously it relates to quite a few things, but it relates mainly to the, the football debts. Uh, and I believe there's still probably around, I mean, this isn't exact, I don't know the actual figures, but around a third of, of what there was left to pay. They've still got a third left, so they've paid two thirds of it. Um, they've still got a third left to pay, so I don't know. I don't know the time frame for for how long they think you know they need to um, to clear that. Obviously, it would be nice um, to have that option to yeah, you know, even if it was just a couple of loan players or I don't know, just to just to kind of get us over the line. But unfortunately, we, we've not got that. You know, I think when Swan was here, I know we, we, when we had interviews and things like that, he was kind of saying you know January is the time. You know, if you need to strengthen, if you need to do this, we can just get a couple of players in whichever end of the table you're at. And, you know, he, he, he did do that, to be fair, whether it was at the top or the bottom. It didn't always work, but you had that option to kind of bring players in. Um, and I think it does hamper us a little bit because, you know, the, these teams can get players in. Obviously, Tamworth have lost a player. They might lose. The, the, is, he, is it Finn, the, the other the other one? That the yeah, I think he's got, yeah, he's got 11 or 12 goals, I think, from the field. So. Yeah, so I think they've got a couple that, that could potentially go, but but they've also got the option to, to replace them and, and bring players in, whereas at the moment we've got to go with what we've got. And although we've got a, a decent squad, you know, injuries are, are mounting up, you're probably going to have suspensions uh, between now and the end of the season. You play in Saturday, Tuesday, you might want to freshen up a little bit. But at, at the moment, I, I don't think it's going to be possible. I don't know when um, they'll be able to pay that off. But obviously, the, the main thing is really, although it would be nice nice to get it paid, and and it might, you know, it, it might come down to that that you know if we, we pick up quite a few injuries, um, we're not able to to bring anyone in. You only have to look at South End. You know, they they were they were struggling to kind of field the team at one point because they weren't allowed to bring anyone in. The, the National League are obviously very strict on. Um, the rules, if if there's still football debt, if there's still debt to HMRC, there's a transfer embargo and that's it. And unfortunately, that's where we are. It's obviously not the, the current board's fault. They're trying to resolve it, but it's probably going to take a little bit of time. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, would could could it come down to that? You know, if, if Tamworth were able to maybe sign a couple of players or whatever, could it play a part in, in the kind of title race? I don't know. It, it could potentially, but... But at the end of the day, you know, we can only do what we can do. And, and I personally don't think it's going to be lifted anytime soon. But um, but we'll have to see. On the upside, we've not lost anybody in January. <laughs> no. no. The clubs. Still three days. Yeah, true. But not yet. Uh, so uh, to be, I'm, to I'd be, be surprised if we had any interest, to be honest, in any amount from the football league. I mean, Butterfield, probably not. There's got to be the age. Scales, maybe. Probably not. I mean, it was at Bradford, Ronnie. Seeing or moving on, to be honest. No, I think there's there's obviously been interest from York in Denton. That was, I think, he obviously turned them down, wanted to stay. That was sort of, I don't know, a couple of months ago now, I think. So that's all I've kind of heard. I, I know there's been a few clubs in for players on loan. Uh, I think Shrimpton's probably one of them. To a club in this division, I've heard that that want to take him on loan. But at the moment, I don't think Jimmy would be 
happy losing anyone at the moment with, with the squad as thin as it is. I know we've probably got cover in there at central midfield with Pew back and obviously Butterfield coming back in. Uh, but I think he does like Shrimpton. I think there's <clears throat> there's games where um, he chucks him on. Obviously, the Farsley game came on and, and did really well. And I think those kind of games where it's a bit of a battle do do suit him. And I think there's probably going to be a few more of them before the end of the season. So I don't think he'll be, be keen for anyone to go if, if we can help it, given you know we, we can't actually bring anyone in, even if someone goes out on loan. Um, it's not like we could we could say you know we'll we'll loan one out to bring one in. It's it's just not going to be possible. So um, yeah, we are where we are. We've got what we've got. Not ideal, obviously, but um, but yeah, it's what what can you do? Just quick, um, we've got as well Richie Bennett and Carver both at Southport as well. I wonder if oh Christ, we might seeing them at some point if things get <laughs> any worse in the forward department. Yeah, well, Carver's doing well. He's got yeah. eight and nine goals. I know we got a break yesterday. Yeah, he took one of them really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's an option. I don't, I can't see it, to be fair. I think with Carver, for whatever reason, Jimmy's not really fancied him, not really even, even had a look at him, really. He's, he's just been out for the, for the duration of of Jimmy's uh, tenure, really. So, um, yeah, I don't think he's fancying him. And obviously with Bennett, came back. I don't know if we really needed to sign yeah, I mean, him. Jimmy came. must like him. He signed him twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, I, yeah, that it didn't didn't really make a lot of sense. No. I know at the time. No, it didn't. No, it's a bit weird. A bit it, weird. it was a bit weird, but he'd been training for a while and I think there were, you know, there maybe was a few question marks on the fitness of the, the front two. So, you know, as a short term, it, it probably made sense. But yeah. obviously, um, yeah, not, not really other looking apart from the Buxton game, wasn't it? When, when he when he played uh, the one that was abandoned. So. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the goal that never was. Yeah. Uh, we have got options, but I, I can't see them two coming back, to be fair. Um, and I think, you know, out of them all, I think Dion's most likely, if we can get that done, I think that makes sense to bring him back. But, you know, it may be that we've, we've got to loan someone else out to get that one over the line. I don't yeah. know. They've got to do something, I think. Um, and I know, you know, they're, they're kind of working with a hands tied behind the back. But, um, but yeah, it, something needs to be done because we are getting a bit thin. And I think, um, you know, if it means loaning one out to, to get Dion back uh, financially, obviously they don't have to loan, loan him out. But if it means, if it makes it work financially, then, then I think it's something that they've got to explore. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, We've had a lot of um, kind of tweets and questions in, and, and this is what normally happens. We get loads of people tweeting us stuff in with some really good questions, and by the time we get to the point of the questions towards the end of the episode, we've covered most of the stuff. So apologies to anybody who's tweeted a very, very valid question in, um, and we're not addressing it. It's probably because <clears throat> we have already addressed it in in the kind of previous conversations. Have a quick look through them, actually. There's, there's some interesting points made by Ben. Questions around players, you know, can Elliot and Whitehall play together up front? Interesting question. We're not really sure because we've never seen it, have we? Jimmy doesn't like two strikers. He likes wingers, he likes fullbacks, he likes forwards and centre midfielders, which means we don't really see Whitehall and, um, and Elliot together, even though, you know, kind of fundamentally you'd think that would work the way they those, those the different types of strikers should work together, but we've never really seen it. And honestly, I would prefer Elliot to be on the wing against Tamworth if Jimmy wants to play both of them at the same time, personally. Um, you know, should Wilson play more? I don't know. Is he good enough? What's the attitude like for Wilson? Um, you know, what was Wilson like weekend? Obviously, he started. I think he struggled at times, to be honest. I think the right back and right, I think Gash was playing right centre back. So if he got past the right back, he was running into Gash. He was just <laughs> straight there, blocking him off. <laughs> um, you know, he's only a small kid passing. Um, yeah, yeah, he just struggled at times. He wanted an ideal pitch, obviously, so it's very hard for wingers to get the ball and take him on. But as I think he lacks a bit of confidence when you when he gets into that one v one scenario against a fullback. He very rarely looks to take him on. It's always a safe option, passing it back, and then we end oh, up recycling the ball. <clears throat> I'll just run in straight into him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a bit of pace, and I think yesterday we didn't really. Because obviously um, the Gash was playing centre half, and you look at it on paper, you think, "Oh, great, bit of pace." You've got Elliot up there. You've, you've got Wilson. You can get him one v one. You can get him behind, and he's going to be struggling. But I thought actually he was one of their best players, and he read the game really well. He, he kind of he was there when he needed to be. At times, he just did enough, just putting them off. You know, just just charging at them, and, and obviously Wilson <laughs> backed out of a few, which you know 
as you say, he's only a little lad, but at the end of the day, you just want to see him push the ball past them and, and get at them and, and try and take them on. And I think the second half, he was doing a little bit more of that. I think when Butterfield came on, getting the ball out to him, he, he was kind of a bit of an outlet for Butterfield and, and Butterfield was getting the ball out there quite often. And he had a little bit more joy, but I think the final ball wasn't great. And it wasn't just him. I mean, there was a few times yesterday and I can't remember the last time we, we've kind of got the ball to the byline or we, we've got the ball um, sort of edge of the box and, and we kind of looking for a pass and we never really pick a pass out and if we do you know we maybe once or twice yesterday it fell to to someone in the box and it's gone over or you know Elliot's put one over the stand and it's just we should be making more of those opportunities and I think that that's the only real criticism I had yesterday where we we probably in the second half could have could have put it to bed um and and maybe had a few more goals but uh, yeah Wilson for me I don't know I mean it's I just wish I think, he. Like, I, I think Wilson's just regressed a little bit from last season, to be honest, which is a bit of a concern. I think, obviously, it was a poor side last season, but he was one of our better players. Didn't want to sign a new contract because we're led to believe he had offers from National League clubs. And then, obviously, he ended up re signing. So, but now, going into this season, he seems to have regressed a little bit, which is a concern. Yeah, I would agree with that, to be honest. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think he probably is lacking a bit of confidence. I think that. that could play a part in that. I think the same for Elliot, really. I think, um, you know, I, I don't know with Elliot whether he's lacking confidence or he's, he's just not a natural finisher. I, I'm not sure because he's obviously had that one good season at Boston where he scored a lot of goals. But to me, he just, I don't know, he always takes the wrong option or he, he's just, he's not quite getting his finishing right. I mean, that one yesterday when he, when he kind of just, it was a back pass back to the keeper. You've got to do better with chances like that. And, and he could have had probably three on another day if, if his finishing was a little bit better yesterday. So, whether it's it's kind of a yeah confidence issue, whether not not quite up to it, I'm not sure. Um, but both of them disappoint me a little bit. I think I think Wilson could do better. I think if he kind of believed in himself a little bit more, he would have had the beating that right back yesterday. And and I think he did a, a couple of times. He, he obviously got past him, but but you know, the player with that pace, he's quite tricky. It's difficult if he knock a ball past someone or, or get him behind. He's going to be difficult to catch, but, but unfortunately, it doesn't happen enough. And um, I think he's going to have a, a chance because obviously, with the injuries and things like that, um, we're we're a little bit short now. He's got an opportunity, you know. He's got to take it. And I think the only issue for me with Wilson at the back end of last season, he was one of them for me that he didn't down tools as such, but he didn't look particularly interested towards the end of end of the season. Obviously, made it clear he was going to leave the club. Um, and and then he obviously didn't find anywhere and, and came back. Uh, and I probably wouldn't have resigned him to be fair on the basis that he thought he could get a, a move elsewhere. Um, but you know he came back in, <clears throat> um, and I just think I don't I don't know. For me, he's got an opportunity now, but there's no one really that that could come in and replace him. And I think you can get a bit complacent if if that's the case. And. It's not as though he, he's he's done really well and he's earned that place in the side. It's because you know Smith's out, Law's out. He's probably third. He would have been third choice behind those. I mean, he was nowhere to be seen, wasn't it? Really, yeah. The last few months until the last few weeks. So. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know that that's the the issue for me last season. For me, he, he didn't put the effort in towards the end of the season. I know there were a few in that kind of category. Um, but you know he's got an opportunity now, and and I hope he takes it. You know he, he has got some ability. Um, and he, you know, he's yeah. a, he can be dangerous. He can beat a man, but he, he's got to do it more often. And I think, you know, we're going to need that from him because we've lost Smith, who was he scored quite a few goals. You know, he, he was he was waning with the assists as well. Um, and we need more of that from Wilson. And and if he's got the opportunity, he, he's got to take it because Elliot could play out there. And and for me at the moment, if I had to choose between the two, I would probably say let's have Whitehall down the middle and, and Elliot out wide. But um, it'll be interesting to see what Jimmy does at, at the week at, on Tuesday night, obviously, because he's, he's got a few options with Whitehall coming back. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced Wilson will start on Tuesday. But um, but yeah, let's see. Yeah. Um... Just quickly to, to go through, the, I'm conscious of time. We've been recording for about three hours at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like a, a, another one um, from, from Ben as well, quite an interesting one actually, is is Kelly wasted on the bench? <clears throat> Could Denton be pushed further up and Kelly be at fullback? The, the weird thing about these two is, at the start of the season, I thought Kelly was going to be our number one left back. Uh, maybe that was my naivety of plays at this level. And, and then Denton's come in and he's, he's been you know, genuinely one of our most consistent performance. He's been excellent all season. Um, he's got pace, hasn't he? So maybe he could play on the left wing, uh, you know, but I think 
I think Jimmy really likes him at left back and he does get forward quite a lot uh, the left hand side of the pitch and it does work so he probably won't want to change it um, and is Kelly wasting the bench he probably is but I've seen nothing from Kelly so far that suggests he's better than um, Denton I think Denton is is at least from what we've seen, the better player. So I, I don't think that Jimmy's going to make a change based on that. Um, we've got one from Lanxion, and why do we seem unable to produce a whole game performance and seem to have to dig our results against much weaker teams? Uh, it's, it's a perception of the weaker team because he does go on to say we have no right to win every game, um, but with our squad, I would expect more convincing performances and wins. But I, I, I kind of, that's what I thought coming into the season. I thought, you know, at times we're just going to roll teams over and, and we have done that at home, you know, spending more, um, we obviously did it to Dallow as well. We've not really done it enough, but when every game against us from these teams is like their cup final, no disrespect, they raise their game so much, it makes it very, very difficult. We've seen that so many times and it's very hard to play against that at whatever level you're at. You know, I mean, look, look, uh, today, um, <clears throat> Newport v Man United, uh, Man United are shit these days, but, you know, for about 20, 30 minutes, you know, Newport looked decent, they equalised. You know, so any team can raise the game against any little team to make it difficult. And when that's the same every game of the season, it becomes a problem. You know, you've got to find ways to unlock defences. You've got to find ways to beat these teams who are very much come with like, this is our big day out to Glanford Park or whatever. Make makes it really, really difficult. So it, it's very much a, a different dynamic. I think obviously at home we've seen we're very largely dominating. Don't want to keep going back to it, but some of the pitches we've played on this season have just been absolutely, I mean, abysmal. I mean, I know mm. we're in the sixth tier of English football, so it's kind of par for the course, but it's very, very hard to play the type of football that we aim to play at home on the pitches away from home. It's, mm. So we've just got to find a way to win away from home, and that's what we've started doing in these last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and <clears throat> it makes it more difficult, doesn't it? It's not just sometimes the weather's terrible. Um, you know, you're playing on a uh, kind of a, you know, a ground that's close to the fans, the grass is awful. I guess the team work very well for it. There's so many things that makes it more difficult than it should be, but it's just the way it is at this level. Um, so there's always that to consider. Uh, another one from from David Taylor. Um, big game on Tuesday. Do we stick with our current tactics, or are we in need of tweaks? And in uh, in a lineup with our injuries, which players do we play? He says in brackets, you'll probably cover this anyway. We have mostly, but uh, I would say that I actually don't know what Jimmy's going to do on Tuesday. I, it, it, I would say, educated guess, it's going to be Whitehall back in and it's going to be Elliot on the left. Um, and obviously, Butfield, Clunan, etc. Et yeah. That is I what think, I, I think, guess. I did think as well. I think Semifers semi will be back in. So I think we'll probably have Whitehall up from one of Elliot and Wilson, Butfield in behind and Semifers on the right. Mm-hmm. It's quite a change yeah. though, isn't it, from earlier in the season, you know, where Wilson's not been getting games, Semifers not been getting games. Very, very different to what we're used to. So again, it's it's a risk, um, but it, the injuries dictate that. There's not much you can do about it. I wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised to see Beeston on on Tuesday, just because I think he does trust him, and <clears throat> you know it depends whether he goes with Elliot out wide or, or carries on with Wilson. But I wouldn't be surprised if he puts Beeston out there. Just because he did well yesterday, he did. Yeah, I thought he did quite well. I think um, you know, he, yeah, he, he had a good game. Um, he I, took a, definitely took a few on three or four. I remember, he got past. So I think. Um, Probably one of his better games from out wide. I don't know if fans don't like him out there. I don't particularly like him out there, um, but Jimmy does. So yeah, I think Jimmy trusts him to do a job out there. I think that, that's the main thing. I think he does like him, doesn't he? I think um, you know he tries to get him on the pitch when he can. But yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see him. But it, I think it all depends yeah. whether they can get Dion back and you know what what he goes for. But I do think Whitehall and Butfield are going to be straight back in. I think that's uh, that that's a given. Yeah. Really, I, I don't think. Um, you, know, you can leave two of your best players out for for a match of no. of, of this size, especially because that was the only reason we got it cancelled in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always the plan. Uh, you know, we're not going to turn around. And say, Actually, no, we're, we're just not going to. We just we just have Elliot up front. Now. It's fine. We don't need Butfield. The big thing with Tamworth is eighty percent of their games seems to be their win to nil, so they're very very difficult to score against. I think the key is just finding a way to get a goal. So. Even within like the first sort of ten fifteen minutes, just to unsettle them because the longer it goes on, the better it is for them. So I think we yeah. need a fast start, first fifteen twenty minutes, get the crowd behind behind the team, something to shout about, and hopefully that'll see us through. 
set on it's, the way. It's like that every home game, though. It's like if you get the early goal against these teams, not not in not in every case, but most of them come to try and get a point to try and set up the defense to park the bus. You get that early goal, that game plan is in the toilet within five minutes. Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It's we do seem to start fast, like genuinely, like. For the most part, we start fast. And I think part of the reason is just to get in behind them and try and get a goal early to unsettle them as much as possible for them to be able to have to change it. Actually, we're going to have to try and chase the game a little bit. So, you know, again, probably the same against Tamworth. And you're right, they, they don't concede many. Um, so it's it's going to be tough. It, it, even when we played them on the first game of the season, you know, we they beat them to one. But that was a they're real, that was a battle, the wasn't best, it? Yeah. They're probably the best team that we've actually played this season. Obviously, we're partly around the first, but it's going to be a very good team. But... I mean, they absolutely battered us all game on the other day. Yeah. And they For the most part. A, a fluky own goal right on half time and then a white hole sort of deflected over a kick. Apart from that, it was pretty much one-way traffic for a lot of that game. And like, the, highlight, the highlight of that game for me was, was the Iron fan that he, he knocked that guy out on the pitch and then he got kicked out and then he came back in over that fence. <laughs> I, I just like turned around and was like, oh, he's coming back in. He's like, what the fuck? He was scaling that wire fence and nobody barred an eyelid and he just went straight back and hit Terrace and enjoyed the rest of the game. I've never yeah, seen anything I like it. There was, there was a few too many um, people under the influence on that. Um, it, it was brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I don't condone violence at football games. Um, but, you know, when we go to places like Tamworth, that's part of the atmosphere, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, to answer that question, David, we have, and also he does say, last podcast was brilliant. So thank you very much, David Taylor. Appreciate your feedback. Um, and finally, we've got one from the Lower League. Look, the Lower League, look, who uh, did block me on Twitter for God knows why, like before the Hilton thing. I have no idea why. I think Matt got blocked as well. I didn't even know who they were. Um, and then, they just appeared again and started talking to me and said, do you want to come on the podcast? I'm like, yeah, I can, but you blocked me. So you sure? But anyway, uh, I'm really joking. So they said, uh, given how good things feel around the club now, would you change anything from the last 12 months? Uh, well, <laughs> probably. I mean, you know, <laughs> having a despot in charge, you know. <laughs> uh, would you rather be a league above but with a much less optimistic feeling around the place, or do you believe, like me, that the last 12 months have made you better and stronger? Well, I think it's made the club stronger. It's made the community feel around the club stronger. We've got better people in charge now. We've got more qualified people in charge, not just from a business perspective, but also from a, they have the club's best interests at heart. They're not just like a combine who's coming to rip off fans and sell 1899 memberships and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's very very it's a very very different feel, and we, to get to this point, we've had to come through extreme adversity. Um, you know, come very very close to losing the football club. So, uh, you know, to have to come through that, it, I think we deserve to have something at the end of it, and we do. We've got a club that's still here. We're second in the league. We've got good people in charge and and good people on the board as well. Good people around the club. Um, so yes, it's made us stronger. Um. Would you change anything? Probably quite a lot, you know, um, but uh, there we are. Anyway, you know, we've probably run over the build time of whatever we normally do is about 40 minutes. We've done about an hour. The last thing I mention is don't forget to um, vote in the Iron Trust elections, the uh, board elections. The deadline for that is uh, this Friday. So Friday, the 2nd of um, February. Jesus Christ, we're almost in February already. Holy shit. How did that happen? Anyway, thanks very much um, for to everybody for listening and thank you for your uh, kind words and the feedback from the previous podcast they will be more regular from now on we hope um thanks very much alex for coming on for your debut thank you um good to see you again matt um i don't know i think the next one might be next week and i know matt's away this week um of course he's missing the time with the game (laughs) because he's an idiot um but uh, hopefully be able to stream it but yeah um thank you very much for listening and we will see you again next time